proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and, and, and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Crunching gears. Let's talk rallying. Episode twenty. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted this week to be joined by Connor Edwards and look our guest, special guest, which we should say, Luke Barry, uh, from Dirtfish, amongst many other things. So welcome along, lads. Thanks, Kevin. Delighted to be here and delighted we have Luke as well. You should, you should, nobody should be calling me special, Kevin. That's your first mistake. <laughs> and I feel I feel far too Scottish for this podcast. I don't feel I've got the Irish accent nailed down, and I won't impersonate it yet. Maybe. <laughs> Later on, if I'm, if I'm brave enough, but no, pleasure, <laughs> absolute pleasure to be here. No, well, it's, a, it's our pleasure to have you here, no doubt about that. Uh, so, you know, where do we start? This weekend was very special, uh, so we have been paying tribute to it. This is obviously going to be a two-part, the next part of the week, next week, but we're looking at this week is the main field, really, and the legend. So, caught up with Josh Moffat, Andy Hayes, um, Marion Evans, Gareth McHale, and we also spoke to the legends. But, you know, without further ado, we have to talk about the rally. Uh, it was <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, look, your first impressions of Donegal, you landed here last Thursday, and it yeah. all just seemed to roll from there. It did. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, Kevin. I feel sad now thinking about it. Um, I do love Scotland, but I'm, I think I wrote this in a piece, actually, on Darkfish that... I normally love coming home, but I just really did not want to, my ferry to arrive back. I wanted the captain to turn it around and go back to Ireland. It was it was such a great weekend. And I've never experienced anything like it, I'll be honest. I really haven't. Um, the only taste I'd ever, I'd ever had of Irish rowing was the Ulster in 2018, the British Championship. And I mean, that was a great event, but this was just another level. I've, I've never seen a town welcome a rally as much as I did at the weekend it was it was special everything you boys have been telling me it was all it was all that and more <laughs> and, and connor you just made the journey up yourselves there on thursday as well that's been a few years since you've been at donegal as well good to be back again oh listen absolutely fab to be back and it's far too many years since i've been up to donegal i've always, always been an excuse or a reason uh you know gets in the way of coming up but uh no uh, listen i was excited going and my god i was excited being there it was just fantastic the buzz just letter Kenny was just rocking it really was it was fantastic and uh, you know rally started off well there wasn't maybe overly kind on Friday morning but then the sun came out in the, on Friday afternoon and we were you know reasonably blessed with the weather maybe it wasn't scorching hot but it remained mostly dry then from then on in and and the pace on the stages was hot 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 I suppose <laughs> I listen the pace is phenomenal and the weather you know, okay weather wasn't great to start off with but then it throws in that little bit of trickiness it adds you know Friday were particularly tricky in technical stages 
and the bit of damp conditions obviously added to that, you know, certainly made tire choice interesting for, for, for the competitors. Yeah. And look, right from the get-go, you know, we, we know how well documented it is. You know, Sam and Josh went out on the wrong tires in the first loop. But, like, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure you were on the first stage too. Like, right from the get-go, them guys was on it. Yeah, there, there was no letting off. And everything I've been told before the rally is, naturally, you look at Donegal's length, I think it's 300 kilometres plus, and it's, that would lead you to think it's a marathon. But, my God, <laughs> that's flat out from the first K, the first tenth of a K. It was nuts. And I think Callum's time on the first stage, I don't think even he really knows how he managed it. For memory will serve me, and again, I'll get corrected if this is wrong, but I think he was 7.5 up on anyone. Um, and that was over Matt Edwards, who had a, a little bit of a gap over the rest. But to do that on the first stage, in those conditions, it was wet but drying. Good tyres, good car or not, that was that was some effort. And it set up what was going to be a, a thrilling fight from, from there on in. And, you know, you have to tip your hat to Matt Edwards. You know, to come to Donegal first time, I think I read in your piece, uh, was it a 12-kilometre or 12-mile test? You know, before the miles, yeah, yeah. That's, all, that's all we got. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's insane to be able to jump in and do that in the first stage of the rally. Shows that, you know, the, the, the talent the guy has. I, th- I think it was, a, yeah, a good indication of, of how good he is, I guess. Because I think that he's obviously won three British championships in a row and that's a record, but it's kind of been a little bit hard to, to quantify it because the competition has been strong, but it's not been that deep and he's up against some more guys and we sort of know that he's got the measure of them on, when he's on his good day. So for him to come over to a rally he'd never done before and all the all the first, it was the first time in the car, first time with Dave Moynihan, the co-driver, um, first Donegal, first R5 rally this year. So nothing suggested he should have been that quick and yet he was. And it just shows you that with the right preparation with the right sort of desire and drive to get the job done, he was right there. And I don't think even he expects himself to be that close. And that, that says something because no driver at that level wouldn't back this. Yeah, it was, it was impressive. Yeah. And, you know, as, as the day progressed, then, you know, it was it become quite clear that, that, you know, the main tussle was going to be between them other two. Uh, but, you know, and it's ridiculous to be dismissing the likes of Alistair Fish and Marion, you know, Sam, Declan Boyd, like they're only like two seconds, maybe three seconds a stage off the pace. It's, 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 it's crazy. <laughs> it is, but a little bit of a score to settle there between Callum and, and uh, Edwards from the Ulster Rally, you know, so I, I think that also added into the mix and why the two were on, on such a pace from, from the get-go as well. And look, you know, you know, they took, referred there to the Ulster Rally in 2021, like Edwards and Price come over and blitz their guys, and you know they had all the reasons, you know, uh, you know, various wee mechanical things and one thing and another. Um, I think you know not only did Callum go on with his uh, score to settle, I think the rest of the guys showed that Ulster was a one-off freak event. It was good to get back to showing the pace that's there naturally. Yeah, do you know what? It's interesting. I hadn't thought about it from from that perspective until Connor said that, but it's a good point. Because they did, Matt and Austin, yes, they had a they had a championship to fight. They did, have, they did have a championship to fight for on the day in Ulster. So that potentially meant they were pushing just a little bit harder. But it wasn't, the, I guess, the honest guys, for the guys to go over to their own patch and get drubbed. It wasn't ideal. So, yeah, I think it was important then to, to prove a point, as you said, to try to show who's boss. But as you said before, I think it is incredible that we're talking about Matt and, and Cowan being essentially a cut above. When a cut above is like literally one, two seconds over like... 
I said from my long stage, it's, yeah. I, I honestly don't think there's many rallies in the world where the pace can be that sharp from the get-go. And anybody that can, like any any other rally, you look at Fisher, who obviously will get to his problems later on, but at the start of the rally, he's, he's constantly running in and around the podium places. And that's considered like not quite good enough, the pace he was at. It's it's incredible. Like it's, <laughs> as you can see, I'm, I'm getting passionate about it again now. It's just, Everything about the weekend there just blew, blew me away, to be honest. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, going into Saturday, we went into the classic stages. You know, I, I watched you good, watching the cars going up, not all that. Like, because I've been there for so many years, it's not that I take it for granted, but I don't, I love watching it through the eyes of somebody watching it for the first time. It is, it's, it is the theatre of dreams almost in, in rallying terms. Yeah, I was like a bit of a puppy dog, sort of staring, like I'm in the, having a treat dangling in front of my eyes. But um, the one preparation thing I didn't do was pack the sun cream, which was a bit of a mistake. Um, so I was a little bit rosy on Sunday after that. But no, it was, what, what an incredible place to watch a rally car. Like everything about it was, and it is one of those famous locations that everybody hears about. And weirdly, I always think that the really sort of cliche spots are best avoided because it means they're so crowded but this is the absolute accept, uh, exception to that rule it was it was incredible the might the Moffats came into view and both of them I don't think they could resist a little bit of a slide to the corner which just set the tone of what was going to be a, a quite entertaining sort of day's rallying but um that stage obviously had its own twist as well talking about the cow itself I think it was you can correct me here Kev it was the third stage of the loop wasn't it in the morning mm-hmm. and it's where Callum kind of got a bit of a break didn't he because Matt had his half spin he wasn't quite I can't remember what he said caused it there was I think a little bit of unfamiliarity with the car and it, it cost him I think 15 sort of to 20 seconds but yeah. normally you think okay job done but then of course secondly comes on and Callum has a small issue and that starts taking time back again so yeah. the, ba- the battle was on even when it looked like it wasn't yeah you know, again you know we go down to like a half spin you know a half spin a couple of years ago was like nothing and now it's I don't, you know it can almost decide a rally but no, as you say, like one stage, I know, yeah, we know Fanad had its issues. It was cancelled the first time round, had to be shortened in one thing or another. Like, and that's an epic stage. Karen Hill, it's one of those stages. It's constant driving. There's no let up. And Fanad then, or sorry, no, rather then is, you know, you're watching them right from the start up through the hill. And then once it was over the top, the commitment needed there. I mean, like, that's pull in your belts and here we go. It's, it's, it's you know, it's a crazy look of stages. There's a lot of hard work in those stages. Sorry, look, there's a lot of hard work in those stages. And you're right. Like once you get up that top of that hill and knock out and you start going down, there's nowhere you can back off or take it easy. You've got to be on it. And it's, you know, it's caught many of one out in the past before who know that stage very well. Look, well that's, what just about to, that's what I was just about to say. Sorry, Kevin. It's just... Everybody talks about the first few hairpins, and rightfully so, because that's kind of where the, the picture postcard is taken and everything like that. But as, as Connor just said, you go down the other side of the hill. Honestly, uh, one of the regrets I have actually over the weekend is I, I contemplated doing it, but I didn't go and drive the stage afterwards myself. I didn't quite have time to do it. But I really wish I had, because I think even in a road car, that would be terrifying. Yeah. You come down there at speed when the gravity's against you, and all you can see is the sea. It's, it's some effort to block that out, but... It's just what a stage, I guess. That's the way to put it. It's it more than lived up to the, the hype. But just it, the name of it and everything, it was just yeah, it was magical. Absolutely, absolutely. And then Sunday, you know, where do we start? You know, Friday and Saturday. It's not not fair to say they were almost like 
calm, you know, you know, there wasn't an awful lot of positional changes. Sunday morning, first her or first Shakian and Rally, the whole thing is blown apart. And then into the next stage, another, you know, you know, you were just a roller coaster. Look, what was your thoughts on Sunday morning? Well, I was sat watching the first stage, um, and because we're all kind of a bit geeky to be honest, they're rally fans. You can always tell who's coming at the sound of the engine. And I heard, I could, I could hear the sound of Apollo, and I sort of assumed all was normal. But then that was very quickly getting drowned up by the sound of the Citroen. I thought, hmm, that's strange. I wonder what's going on here. Then into view comes my Edwards. I'm like, whoa, okay, what's going on? Obviously, with the speed of, of the likes of on the pace note now, you see all the clips like immediately. So you load the phone up, and there it is. There's a clip of Cal hitting a chicane and bursting the radiator. But firstly, what, what a shame for Cal, because it, it was a brilliant drive up until then. It really was. And I know it is, I guess, his home rally in the championship, but you, you've still got to turn up and drive it. And I don't think he'd ever been at Donegal in such a competitive position before. I know he's been there in an R5, but... That was the year when Sam and Craig had the Fiesta World Cars and stuff. So this was his chance. There was pressure, and he, he more than delivered. I don't think even he at this point knows what quite caused the issue. Um, we obviously saw that he essentially missed his braking. Was it just braking too late? Was there a slight change of surface? We don't really know. I don't want to speculate too yeah. much, but it was a massive shame. And then obviously what happened to Matt was, I think, more serious than people first realised. The first I heard was that the stage was cancelled and people thought it was, it was Matt. And then when a stage is cancelled, you kind of know it's going to be a bit of a biggie. But mm-hmm. I think the best thing to say, and he said this to me actually, is a massive testament to the safety we have now in rallying to, to make that as, I guess, as little an issue as it could have been in the circumstances. Ali and Gordy, Alice Fisher and, and uh, Gordon Noble onto the scene first and quick to help them out. Josh going to the next radio point, all the, the ambulances coming in straight after. It was a, a brilliant job with all the systems in place we have now to to make that, as I say, Matt and David, they could they were injured, but they could have been a lot worse. So I think that's the main takeaway. Yeah, um, you know, like that's you know something that we should pay tribute to is that whole you know the drivers and right from the briefings and all you know they know exactly what to do. You know they have the tracker on board. You know all the systems in place, and Sunday proved that them things work as well too. But that's you know uh, we should stress that as well too, shouldn't we, Connor? No, absolutely, and delighted to see that you know Dave and Matt, and Matt came out of it. You know, apart from a few cracked ribs or broken ribs and, and a couple of other semi-minor injuries that could have been a lot worse. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, even, you know, the, the rally trackers and all the rest have, have really proven themselves, I think, in this, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was great to see that the response, very speedy response of the, the rescue unit in there as well to help. So delighted now that, um, what do you call it, it was a, a positive result out of a bad accident. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, we thought then, you know, this, this has to be all the drama over and done with them. And to the Glen stage, Fisher gets a puncture and like the whole thing then, you know, flips in his head again. Uh, yeah, Josh was ahead, but there was nothing in it. And you have to be, feel got it for Ali. Like he's been, you know, he's, he's a, you know, he is the Fisher name. We all know what it means to Donegal for, for the whole family. Uh, and then, you know, Josh comes through um this machine that he is <laughs> the the year he's having unbelievable and ticked another one that was oh hollywood-esque the way that the twist in terms of oh, what you what's your thoughts not fun yeah no it was just kind of you know oh unfortunate for ali you know he's just had a, a bad run of the last couple of rallies 
Um, and again, you know, the, the the flip side of that, Josh has just had an almighty year where steady Eddie, you know, straight through it, no dramas. And, you know, he's, he's coming out with another victory. Um, and again, you know, I know we haven't got on to Marion yet, but Sam was ahead of Marion just by two and a half seconds in a world car. And Marion, you know, wasn't far off. You kind of wonder if the two stages hadn't been cancelled on the Sunday, how much of a mm-hmm. difference that might have made, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, what, what's your thoughts on them last couple of stages in as well? Well, I, I was trying to synthesise the entire thing into a bit of a report, Kevin. So this was like the last thing I needed, really. More <laughs> 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 twist to add in. But it was, as I say, it was a, it was a massive a massive shame, really, because I think we would have been in for quite a good finish. I think Josh had, had been quicker than Ali for most of the day. I think the time on the... The first stage of the morning was was massive and it kind of got overlooked because that was the stage where Callum went out. So that was where the drama was. But Josh had got into then what he thought was third, but then became second. Then obviously that became first on the next stage. And he he did the job ultimately. And it's he's almost giving me like Andrew Nesbitt vibes now of just turning up to rallies and just winning them. And you kind of just know he's gonna do it. I'm pretty sure now it's it's 10 rallies this year across the the tarmac series and national series, and he's won eight of them and was second on the other two. It's just it's you could not make that up, but Fisher, I think I spoke to him very briefly at the end of the, the last stage, and he reckoned he knew the last two stages quite well. Um, he reckoned if he hadn't had his problem, he might have been able to give it a good go. But we just it's all of them ifs and buts, isn't it? But it was a, a crying shame. But I don't want to take anything away from, from Josh because it was, I think, yeah, it was the perfect performance, really, and the perfect proof that giving up and rallying just isn't an option it would have been so easy after the first day and perhaps on another international with less mileage it would have been impossible but in Donegal with, with all the the drama that you can't expect to, to win there you have to be at the finish and it's an old cliche but it's it's true and and that and that's what he did and it was an incredibly emotional moment for him actually which surprised me I don't know Josh as well as you two do but I actually did I did my vintage Kevin and I asked you I said is, is that normal for him to to be this emotional and no it's it was incredible to see how much it still means for a driver that's probably on course for a championship title this year, potentially probably too, to win the rally almost meant as much as anything else he achieved this year, which is, it speaks volumes of Donegal and its heritage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, like, no, what better time than to hear from the two guys themselves? We'll hear now from Josh and Andy. Uh, Donegal Rally Winners 2022. It sounds very good, Josh. I'd say it does now, and I suppose we've been doing the rally now for many years. So, yeah, it's it's finally nice to get our, our name on the trophy there for sure. And Andy, for yourself too, like you know, this is a, a dream come true. You talked about you know going up to the rally in two thousand and six to finally see your name on that trophy. It must be something very special. It is, yeah, it's, it's brilliant to know. Um, as guys said, I remember going up in all six and. Oh, six, I wasn't even rallying. There wasn't even a chance of ever going rallying. And the closest I ever got was to, to see one go past. So uh, I was delighted to, to get going rally in the first place in 2008 and then to win the first rally and then to actually go and win Donegal then it was extra special. So um, one really nice thing actually was my first ever Donegal was uh, 16. Uh, it was cut short, obviously, uh, with, with Tommy McGuire's crash. So it was really nice to get Tommy's uh, prize on, on Sunday night as well. And, you know, We'll go back to even before the rally started, you know, like pre-event, is there a lot of work goes into it? Like, I'm guessing from a co-driver's side of things, there's probably more there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's a nice bit, but I suppose uh, with with everything going on here, work and that type of thing, you probably don't get as much of a chance to do as much as you'd really like to. Um, 
uh, you get a look at some of the stages in previous years and that kind of thing, but um, that's probably about the height of what, what, I can, what I'm able to do. Um, I think it's probably one of Josh's strengths, actually, in particular, that he can go to any of these rallies, and be the nationals or internationals, without a massive amount of prep um, and just be quick straight out of the box. Um, I think that's, a, what you call it, it's a massive skill to have. Um, and I think it really shows, even actually on the national rounds in particular, where you're going to new rallies every time, that he can just be straight out of the box quick. Absolutely. And Josh, do you, do you want to take that up there? You know, like Andy was mentioning there, like how quick you can go out of the box. You know, is, is there a plan in place before you, you, know, you start that first stage or what way does that work? Yeah, no, the, the plan is fairly simple. It's, it's just go go flat out. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I know, as Andy said, preparation before the events, it's, it's something like we, I think we both, uh, if, if both of us had more time, we probably should do a lot more prep. But uh, yeah, look at unfortunately, uh, just myself and Andy, we, we don't have much. Uh, we, we make the time to get to the rally is probably the, the height of it. Um, so, so the prep beforehand is fairly limited, and um, yeah, I guess as Andy says, like we're probably used to going to, to to new events and new stages, and just making our set of pace notes and going with them from there. But obviously, even with Donegal, there the stages are maybe ran differently, or some of them are the same every year or backwards. And I suppose it does; it starts to sink in after a number of years, and there would be a, a lot of stuff out there that seems somewhat familiar, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And like we know, you know, it's well documented. You just run the bike foot on Friday morning with, you know, like tire choice or whatever. Does that change the the, the plan, or you know, is, does it? You know, does it change your mindset? Is it? You know, do you start thinking? Do we get drive to the finish here and pick up points for the championship, or is it still flat out? Yeah, well, I suppose for us, like. Uh... If, for us, it was uh, we needed we need, we we haven't had any drop rounds this year, so in, in some way or form, like we could nearly afford a drop round um, compared to some of the other guys there. So yeah, I, I think we were more or less just flat out the whole weekend trying to catch up on the times. And uh, after Friday, there um, Alistair wasn't too far away, so. You know, there was a big push on then through through Saturday and into Sunday morning to, to try and get get ahead of him. So, um, look at it's, and I suppose the pressure was slightly off us. Where, you know, every evening we went home after the rally or whatever, and we weren't leading the rally, and we we didn't have that evening enough pressure on us. We we were further back, so uh, it was nearly easier from that side of things for us. But yeah, look at it, it meant we could just really enjoy the rally and go flat out from start to finish. And like Andy, from, from your point of view, do you know, do you have to, you know, talk Josh through, you know, and say, you know, we need to settle down or we need to push on here? Does, is, is that just a natural thing between the two? Is it, it's a non-spoken word, really. <laughs> it's hard to get through to him sometimes, you know. <laughs> There's only really one speed there, so. <laughs> you try, like, you know, I suppose what I was saying to him on, on, on Friday was, you know, if you look back and being at Manus, um, he had trouble on the Saturday, and I think he's over two minutes down after 10 stages, you know, and you kind of look at that and say, you managed to come back and claw back the rally win, so anything can happen in, in Donegal, and actually, I go a few people who are kind of texting throughout the day as well and saying, look, don't worry about it, you know, there's, you know, you know what could happen Saturday or Sunday. Um, I suppose myself, quietly, 
in my own mind by Saturday evening, I was starting to think, oh, I don't know, I think this is slipping away. It's, uh, the, the more mileage went through and we were still a bit behind, it was, it was, even though we were on the pace, we, we had lost that time on Friday morning. Um, it felt like maybe it was slipping away and it was really only um, when we saw Callum off on Sunday morning that it, it, it felt like that the, the thing was sparking back to life and there's some chance of a result at that point then, you know. And although at that point, it still looked like third was, it was about the best we were going to get, maybe, maybe second. And uh, Josh, you know, talk us through the emotion at the end of the garden stage, you know, seeing Josh off and like taking such a chunk of time out of uh, uh, Matt Edwards. Does that then, do you almost smell victory coming or is there a scent there that you were going to keep the real, you know, is there another level you can push on to? Yeah, I, I suppose I, I try to keep realistic about these things and, um, even at that, I know we took a, a nice chunk of, of Alistair there on that stage, and um, I, you know he still wasn't that far behind us, and you know he's a quick driver for sure, as everybody is there at the top. So um, you know we, we knew we had to keep our head and, and keep pushing because there was still a number of stages left there. So um, yeah, I, obviously we took a, a nice chunk of Matt on that stage as well. So. Okay, look, most of the time, generally, we, we just try to do our own thing and go as fast as we can. Um, so, you know, the, the result comes at the end of the rally, so we don't count our, count our cards too early. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and then, you know, the, the, the rally that kept given, you know, it was quite, quite I don't know, it was flat, maybe not the right word, through Friday, Saturday. Sunday was just a roller coaster of emotion. Going into the Glen stage, and Fisher gets a puncture. What's your first indication of that? Do you, you know? Do you see something on the road? Do you smell rubber, or is it when you catch him on the stage? Yeah, um, I suppose I could see Andy probably couldn't see a whole whole pile. He was too busy calling the notes, but uh, I, I could start seeing some black lines on the road, and it just looked like like later heavy braking. Um, and then we were coming along. Uh, just after after the bend that Sam had the moment a few years ago uh, with the picture of him up on the car at the side. Um, we go along there and it's like a, a slow corner and there's a big straight, big straight after. It's about 500 metres long and I could see spectators pointing down, down, the, down the road. And as I came around that corner, um, I could see Alistair in the dish, in distance. So I knew that he had some form of issue at that stage. Um, so it was only like less than a kilometer later. We were actually we caught him at that point. So, so it it uh, yeah, look, it took some pressure off us at that point. It 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 made it sort of our rally to lose at that stage. So it it was very much a different type of pressure for us. So um, it it was that was nearly more pressure having that big lead at that point mm-hmm. than than the whole weekend. <laughs> um, and- and Andy, from your point of view, you know, for, at the end of the Glen stage, you know, does the dynamic change in the car? Yeah, I, I suppose, as, as exactly Josh said, when I saw Ali the first time, I just looked up and I saw him. You could see the smoke in the front wheel, he knew exactly what was after happening, and he was punctured. And uh, we were catching him pretty quick, obviously, with, with, with him and his puncture. But uh, I was just thinking to myself, don't crash this fucking yoke, no, whatever you do with this one. Like, you know, and, and that probably went from there then to the finish line of, of Atlantic Drive. Then that's why I was thinking the whole way through. Is, is, you know, I was just thinking to myself, don't deny him stupid or don't call her on note or something like that. Don't put him off. And I'm thinking to him, 
whatever the hell you do, don't don't put the shock off now at this stage. So, um, and then you know you, you start thinking of all these things. Then we want oh well, the car ticket, you know, is there anything else can go wrong? And in my head, probably actually the pressure actually gets worse in a way, and um, because all of a sudden now, you know, a time penalty or something stupid on the road book or whatever it might be, you know, it, it's our rally to lose as such. Like so, all of a sudden you're thinking about all the stupid things you can do to lose the rally as opposed to try and win it. If you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And like Josh, your your description there, like I, I'm guessing you would rather be the, the one doing the chasing rather than the one out front. You you find it easier to go after somebody than try and hold. Yeah, like I suppose I don't really know why, but I'd certainly prefer that. <laughs> um no, it's, it's obviously nice to be winning as well, but uh yeah, it's I don't know. There's less pressure, I guess, whenever you're from behind and you're chasing after somebody. I think so. Mm-hmm. And then you know, like at the at the end of the the stage, it just seemed to all hit you, just like a like a, almost like a train. The emotions, everything just come out, and then down into the Ross of Hotel to all them previous winners. It was some reception you just got. Josh, you want to? Yeah, I think for sure. Like it's it's. Uh, it's probably something I never really expected until you actually cross that finish line and you realise and you see everybody else uh, and you sort of it starts to hit you and you appreciate uh, how big it is to, to actually win the Donegal Rally and um, at least that was the case for me and I suppose all of my ones there and uh, yeah I guess it was pretty special for sure. Mm-hmm. And the, you know Ari Vatten and John Lyons, Vincent Bonner, Cattle Curley. All them guys there at the hotel, like you, you couldn't, you couldn't wish for a better welcoming committee. Yeah, definitely, and I suppose the the, the fiftieth anniversary, which had all them, I suppose that's a it's like an extra bonus to to win it on that year and have everybody there. It's yeah, I think it's definitely it's definitely a, a win. I think myself and Andy will both remember now. Yeah. And like Andy, from your point of view too, you know, every time you look around, there was like, there was there was somebody else. There's there's Gary Jennings. He won this rally, you know. It's Brian Murphy, uh, Gareth McHale. It was just uh, it was a surreal experience. Yeah, for sure, it's surreal. Actually, go, go ahead describing it. Uh, I suppose the problem with navigating uh, when you get to the finish of rally is that it's obviously not over until you get back to Park Fermi. So, in my head, all you're thinking the whole time is, are we going to get the next control on time? After where do we go next to hold the control? Then we go to the ramp, then we go to the park fairway, and we do post event scrutiny. And that's all going through your head. And in the meantime, uh, you know, watch called Ari Vat and these lads are floating around. <laughs> so <laughs> you watch cause you don't even realize you're, you're, you're there kind of. It's almost it after the bit. It's probably actually yesterday, really. I, I was just sitting there at one point and I said, Jesus, I can allow us on read what went on there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, and in the middle of a joint, you're so panicked about doing something stupid at that point, you know. Uh, Josh is probably lucky at that point. He's done his bit, but uh, I'm still on duty for another few minutes just till he get to the very end, you know. And the, Josh, from your point of view, then go back then to the Mount Errigal Hotel, getting presented with the, the Manus Kelly Trophy. We all know how big a character Manus was. And then for you to go into the car and bring out the helmet, I don't think there was a dry eye in the house or around the Mount Errigal on Sunday evening. Oh, I know, and, and I think the, the the Kelly family dealt with it very well. I think they were the only ones who were fit to manage. But <laughs> yeah, it, it was fairly emotional. And uh, yeah, it, uh, I suppose, you know, all those uh, 
those wee stickers went out of Manus Kelly and I, and I put it on my helmet the time I, I got it and the ribbon and uh, I suppose I, it just hit me like I have to take it out whenever we were there with the photo of the family and yeah it was it was fairly emotional time now um, yeah but I suppose a memory will keep as well you know and you know to, you know to put Donegal aside now for a few months that that's the championships looking really positive for you the tournament championship will start with anyway um and they spoke about you want to take that um where does that leave just going into cork yeah actually we're, we're only going through it actually earlier um just, just to see what way it lands so just the way it works with the double points in ulster uh, it means that uh, I think no matter what happens, the championship will go down to the last round, um, regardless. Um, but I suppose it does leave us in a good position going into our last round, you know. So um, it's it's funny the way that it's, uh, I suppose, depending on the way you look at it from our point of view, <laughs> uh, we, we'd love to be West Cod, we'd love to, to be able to, to win it uh, as soon as possible, you know, at all, if, if at all. But um, the way it's done, it, the championship is kind of building and building and building. And uh, to kind of a height in, in, in Ulster um, but no for sure anyway the way it's landed uh, with drop scores and all the rest it's left us in a good position going into the last round in Ulster either way so uh, hopefully we'll have, we'll have our shot at making a go trying to win the championship there um, but obviously we, we have to get your cock 21st in, in the meantime but uh, definitely it, that the result of the weekend really helps that you know um, and I think it leaves us there's the best five scores count, and uh, so at the minute we have three wins in two seconds, and uh, so that's that's pretty good. Um, but as I said, absolutely nothing's won yet uh, until until you get the finish on roster. So um, we're just we're just hoping out that the good run and the good the good fortune can continue there. And like Josh, from your point of view, like what a year you're having so far. Like, has there been something that's changed? You know, have you changed your driving style, or you know, is it? You know, as a combination, everything, the car, the, you know, the driving, your mindset, or, or what is mid-2022 so good so far? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any one thing I can really put it down to. I, I suppose in, in years gone by where, where me and Sam was sort of driving the same cars, you know, I sort of just followed suit and, you know, there's the car we're driving and... Uh, is the setup we're using and is the tires we're using where where this year where Sam hasn't been doing as much rally and you know I, I've probably put my mind into it a bit more and I suppose working with Tom Tom Gahan there on the car and you know we've put a lot of work in and we're constantly trying to change things to suspension setup and different things to try and make the car work a bit better where I'm like more comfortable with it um so yeah, I, I think like we're, we've got a really good understanding of the car now uh, and we can make it work, you know, pretty well or, you know, it's uh, it's certainly doing the business first at the minute anyway. So, um, yeah, and, and I don't know what else. Like, the, the, I suppose we're using the Michelin tyres. They're very good as well. And um, I don't know. I think the whole package, like if you look at like, Andy and Keith have obviously been sitting with me this year and Jason Dunn Monaghan. Um that they're up at the top of their game. And I suppose whenever everything's working well, um it, everything just becomes a lot easier and we're not chopping and changing too much to, to anything too drastic. So um yeah, I think I think it's just a, a combination of everything working very well. Yeah. And I know I've spoken to others there and they're saying, you know, whenever you hit that sweet spot 
and everything's just flowing, it's natural. That must be almost for your slotting into every time you get in behind the seat again. You know, you know the car's right, you know the tire's right, you know Andy or you know Keith or whoever's sitting with you, you know they're right, but you just have to bring your A game as well. Yeah, like it, it makes my job so much easier whenever everything else is working working perfect. Um it's I just have to drive it. So <laughs> simple uh, as that. <laughs> simple as that. <laughs> Take myself, Kevin, that the big car of mine really was we had a bad enough run in uh, the Cork 20 in the Donegal Harvest Ash with Josh's standards, but then he went to Exford and he got his mojo back there. Like So I think it's, if it all goes back to Exford early 2021, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exford's going to take the credit. Anyway. <laughs> Any man wants, wants to get his mojo back on to Exford this year. Andy, why don't you give your, why don't you give your wee uh, spiel there for Exford Rally 22? <laughs> Your chance there. Here's your chance. Yeah, go for it. Andy says it pretty fast. Yeah, 240 kilometers over two days of rallying, nine stages each day, 18 stages in total for 1150 euros. Best value entry fee of the year, lads. So, anyone who wants to rally 10th to 11th September next year, be there. That's okay. my sales pitch. Yeah. Lads, thank you very much for taking the time. Um, overjoyed that you took the time and you know, worthy winners of the Donegal rally. and I'm just over the moon with the year the year you should have having so far and long may it continue. Thanks very much, Kevin. Just to quickly to say just best wishes to, to David and Matt also. Um obviously the two lads were off on, on Sunday morning. So um hard luck to the boys um in terms of the, the accent and best wishes um, to the two lads. Absolutely, absolutely. And Josh, you haven't found anything to say there. Hey, no, just I was gonna say what Andy said, and I hope they, they have a speedy recovery there. So um yeah, that's all and look, Kevin, thanks for, for having us online and um, hopefully we'll be talking again soon. That was interesting from Josh and Andy and a little surprising to hear that, you know, they don't think they can wrap the championship up in Cork, that it is going to go down to the wire in Ulster. Absolutely, you know, like I suppose all the different connotations, um, like they're having a phenomenal year, but what the double points in Ulster and all, I suppose, it's, it's never over till it's over. But, you know, we should mention some of the other guys that, you know, we've mentioned, Marion, Sam, Declan Boyle, who come good on the Sunday, you know, all seem to click there for him. Um, uh, you know, we, we can't dismiss these guys because they, they were going hell of a hard too as well. Look, was there anybody that stood out for you? I think Declan didn't get the attention from me that he deserved. Like, I, I kind of didn't, I don't want to say I didn't expect his pace on Sunday, but he didn't, he was kind of not really a factor. He was kind of in his own little bit of no man's land on the leaderboard. And then all of a sudden he just, everything just worked and he came flying with his fastest times and he's suddenly flying up there. Obviously the retirements of those up front helped him a bit as well, but it was incredible final day. I think Marion as well, to get that stage win um, was important for him. I think it's, it's a nice thing to know you can win in Donegal because it was only a second time here as well. We, we yeah. talk about Matt on his first attempt, but I think everybody thinks Marion's got more experience over in Ireland than he does. Because I think the, the two years in COVID have kind of made it seem like he's been around forever, but he's not actually done that many rallies yet. So yeah. another great performance from him. And he's, he's very good now at just hoovering up the results. He's always there. He's always just doing the right thing, not doing anything daft. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, a really nice thing for him to get a, a first pull. It does act as further proof for those that maybe don't have as much experience in Donegal that, again, with the right prep, with the right mindset, you can get a result. Absolutely. And Connor, is anybody that you want to give a special mention to? 
Yeah, there's probably two for me that stood out. I thought David Kelly had a great run. Um, thought he did, you know, good, solid event, kept his nose clean, kept out of mischief. The, you know, I think he came in without a scratch on that car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there was a hairy moment uh, on the, what do you call it, on the uh, Friday, the, the last loop or the, the first, first uh, Thursday, stage three. The, sorry, yeah, yeah, what do you call it? He um, had a lucky, you know, save over a yump. Um, and then the other one for me was Declan Gallagher getting, you know, 10th place in a starlet. You know, I thought, again, another solid drive from Declan. Fantastic yeah. to see him back, you know, in, in the top 10 again. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and we'll hopefully we'll catch up with the modified guys next week. But, and like, you know, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, Eamon Kelly, like blown turbo and a couple of other wee issues. But his times on Sundays were starting to come real good. Uh, like, we keep forgetting this is his only third time in our, in our five car. Um, like you probably have seen him in the BRC. Look, this guy, there's, there's something a wee bit special about him, yeah, yeah, there is. And it, it's always depressing for me because he's of that generation now that he's younger than me and he's this good, and I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to sort of being the young boy, but now it's it's, it's coming, and these guys are <laughs> just they're living the dream. But you're, you're right, I think the way he drives, you kind of and I don't, I don't know if it's because it's, it's Kelly in the Kelly car, and you kind of almost forget, but he, you're right, you, you don't look at him and think this boy's on his third rally or whatever it is in that car. You just, you kind of almost expect big results from him there, which is kind of unfair in a way, but it's the bar he set for himself. Um, I think last year, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes to how good he was in the BRC racing Will Crichton. I don't think anybody expected that, um, given his, the experience deficit. And it's it's great to see that he's he's managing to convert that. It obviously was a a big blow for him, if you pardon the pun, with the, with the turbo. Um, but as you say, the, the pace was there. And and for him, I think just the fact he's done Donny Gover in our five car, he won't ever forget that. No, absolutely. And, you know, you talk about the, the way that the whole thing keeps moving. Like, he was there whenever Mike's, uh, Mike McRae was testing. And, like, he made Eamon feel old because he's only, he only turned 18 at the weekend. So it's, it, it is ridiculous that Eamon at 23 is starting to feel old. <laughs> That's how it works, isn't it? It's how it and, works. Yeah. So anyway, Connor, you caught up with Marion and we'll hear from his thoughts on the weekend. Marion, so Donegal Rally, it was your second time to compete on the event. Massive crowds. It was a great buzz. It was the 50th anniversary. How was, how did you find the event, you know, rocking up to it? I know you've been to Donegal before, but yeah. you know, how, how, how was this weekend? Was it any different to the norm? Um, for Donegal, probably not really. Um, I think we, nobody kind of knew what to expect going back there this year, but um, yeah, it was just the same old, really. You know, massive crowds. Sort of, to be honest, I think in general I enjoyed the rally a lot more this year than what I did the first time I did it. Um, just felt sort of a lot more comfortable with everything, and um, probably just having seen everything once, you know, is enough just to to settle yourself, you know. And um, it was it was it was nice to go back and. Uh, yeah, ultimately to come away with a podium, you know, if somebody offered me that on Friday morning, I think I'd have snapped around for it. And what was the game plan going into Donegal? What, what I suppose with you know, um, you know, Irish Tarmac Championship and all of that, and and uh, you know, what what were you thinking or what were you planning? Um, it's tough, really, because Donegal. I think everybody told me before I went there in nineteen that you know all the boys sort of step it up a notch for Donegal, and you know, I kind of thought back then, no, no, that's that's all just rubbish, and you sort of pub talk as that's what they say you know but um it was true you know i found that you know the boys really kind of they went a lot quicker and doing all they tried that bit harder because winning the rally almost you know it, it means just as much as winning the championship to some boys so, so um yeah i was aware of that you know they have a lot of experience of the, of the rally you know josh callum ali all them boys um 
okay, Matt was a bit of an exception, but he's a three times British champion. But you know, I had to I had to be sensible and for me it was important to not make any mistakes. You know, we, we didn't have the the experience on some of the stages, and I think we could see that on the stages where we'd done in 19, very similar. We were pretty much there, you know. Not Gala, we were we were sort of on the same second as Ali and Josh, and then we were quickest yeah. in High Glen. And, uh, you know, the, the Friday stages, okay, we weren't very good on the first one for some reason, but the other two, we, we weren't far away either. So I think we it, we just had to be quite sensible about it, not, not take any massive risks, which I think you can see, because if you look at Killian's clip of the rallies, it's, it's packed with... Moments for Josh, Alistair, Matt, you know, um, Callum. So um, I, I haven't popped up in many of them, which maybe is a good thing. So, um. Absolutely. You did seem to keep it fairly steady and, you know, fairly tight and, um, and neat. And, and I know particularly in the Friday, the Friday stages are very technical. There wasn't yeah. a lot of room on those stages for, for making mistakes. And was it, I suppose, did you have to resist the temptation to... To be sucked into, you know, the 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 times that Callum and, and Matt were doing and, and trying to get in there. Yeah, to be honest, Friday I kind of knew we just had to have a solid day because I, I kind of expected on Saturday, Sunday that, that the experience would play more of a part because the first day was obviously a bit fresher for everyone. Um so we were there or thereabouts. So the biggest thing for me was not to make a mistake on the first day and give myself a mountain to climb. So um I didn't really get sucked into anything. And you know, when you're that early into a three-day rally, you kind of you, you don't really want to be looking too much at, at sort of what's around you. You just want to kind of crack on with what you're doing, you know. Um, and if you start racing that early on, then you might sort of get sucked into making a mistake yourself, which is what you don't want to do. And I think it's the nature of the rally. Every year I've been in Donegal, something tends to happen either either Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning. And sort of I sat there Saturday night this year thinking, well, you know, this has been very, very quiet so far. <laughs> you know, the, the top six was pretty much as they were on, on Friday night. And... You know, nothing much had happened, but then obviously Sunday came and it all erupted into action. <laughs> Absolutely. And and what do you call it? Uh, pretty much, you know, uh, I think it into Saturday morning, I think the, the, the event started with only about five or six competitors missing. So everybody mm. pretty much had kept it very clean on the Friday. And as you say, Saturday it was on just familiar stages and not gala and fan it head. But again, it all seemed very sensible and there wasn't any high drama. And then... Oh, hell broke loose on Sunday morning. <laughs> it did, yeah, it did. Um, I think maybe we'd have seen a bit more if we'd have had the full length of Fanon, maybe, because it would have made that loop just a bit more complicated, I think, with um, with two 20k stages. And then Carnhill was a pretty difficult stage as well. And it would have just put a bit more stress on a tyre choice, I think. Um, but no, I mean, everybody was very good. I think it's actually more prominent in rallying these days. The guys seem to be... I don't know if it's because they're fitter or they just put a, more, a lot more work in that, you know, boys don't seem to make many mistakes these days, you know? Yeah. Um, and obviously Sunday, I think the Sunday is just, you know, the, the pressure probably just kicks in a bit. You know, you think obviously winning Donegal is massive and all those guys racing at the front, they get a sniff of it and it's, it's just like, um, you know, it mounts on you a bit. And I think yeah. you, you, you I, think too much probably about it. Yeah. And, and, and Sunday, so, we, what do you call it? We lost Callum on the on the first stage on yeah. Sunday morning, and then we lost Matt on the next one. And then, not taking away from your solid drive, but suddenly you were sucked into that podium fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, for me, I kind of said going there that, that, that I was fifth, and I thought that that's that's good for me because championship buys. You know, I mean, we were fourth, I think, or third at the time, and we were you know thinking about it. Yeah, we we weren't pushing stupidly hard but still I think we were only 40 seconds behind Josh and Ali going into Sunday so I wasn't too you know I didn't feel like I was slow but it's just I wasn't probably taking that extra tenth of a risk to try and get those seconds um, 
And then I think, you know, ultimately that shows because, you know, you had probably four or five guys who had the speed to win the rally, but only one of them really finished with a lot of problems. So at percentages, <laughs> you know, it works out. So, you know, me and Sam kind of joked at the start, the last stage that, you know, you know, we were thinking, is this just going to land in our, in our lap kind of thing, you know? Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was kind of, I was talking to somebody today about it. The way it worked was quite strange. You had Matt and Callum were, were pretty close. And then it was like 20 seconds to Ali and, and Josh were very close as well. And then you had the same gap back to me and Sam. So everybody was kind of racing. And then I was actually on Sunday more looking towards Declan because I had an idea that, that Sam through Garten and, and and I thought Glenn as well with a, with a World Cup would just get a bit of a jump on me, to be honest. But um, yeah, I was I was a bit surprised we got so close to him in the end because I was kind of had more of a look behind me because I didn't want to lose a position because it would you know I kind of wanted to I didn't want to because we were fifth on Friday and I didn't want to lose two positions over the next two days you know because I'd have been a bit annoyed with that so we just kind of kept an eye on Declan but Declan then stepped it up big time so we had to as well so um, it kind of took us both closer to Sam but uh, no look for me third I was just as happy with I. I said to Sam at the last stage that I wasn't going to go for it because I'd never been through Atlantic Drive before. And, uh, you know, honestly, I didn't try to, to go for him. It looks like it on the time because we took eight seconds off him. But it, it was just, we had to drive pretty hard because I knew Declan would probably have a go because he only had to take, I think, 11 seconds off me. So in a stage that busy, I know it's only 13 Ks, but it's, it's so technical. There's so much time in it. So we had to be pretty sharp just to try and make sure that Declan stayed behind us. And and on Sunday, so there was two stages cancelled and where uh, mm. on the Sunday, one of those was High Glen. And when High Glen did run the second time, you set the fastest time. Do you think, you know, do you think the two stages would have helped you catch Sam? Because, I mean, you finished only 2.4 <laughs> seconds off the world car that Sam was driving. Yeah, um, it was strange because I think it, the pattern of the weekend is we were stronger on the first pass than all of them, which was... Um, it seemed to be the pattern. We we tended to, to maybe take a second or two on the first pass and the second pass would either be equal or they just nick a bit. So I'm not sure if it would help. Maybe, maybe not. Um, Atlantic Drive, I think the R5 car was, was a better car than maybe what Sam had in there, to be honest. You know, you can't really use whatever extra power you've got in there. But, um, <clears throat> so maybe, who knows? But um, that's the way it went. <laughs> so, you know, we can't change it. It's, I you know, to be honest, we got to the end and, and I thought, right, we've, we've kept Declan Bay, so... And I had an idea. I knew, obviously, the, the extent of Ali's problems as well. So I knew there was a chance that we'd take more than 15 seconds out of him if we had a good run. And we got onto the podium. But um, then, you know, you hear you're, you're only two seconds off second place. And you think, OK, <laughs> it would have been nice to have those extra two seconds. You just try and recall then all the little little mistakes you made all weekend. And to be honest, we didn't really make any. We just had sort of the odd moment. We had a pretty big moment in Carnhill on Saturday and one on the first stage on Friday. And then... Other than that, the only stage I was probably disappointed with was Fanned on the, the Saturday afternoon. I just we, we made a change to the car and it made the car feel a lot more positive, but then I kind of tried to extract too much from it and I drove, you know, a bit ignorantly kind of thing. You know, I wasn't I wasn't patient with it. And with Fanned was a lot of it was just chicanes and we were just getting bad exits all the time because I was trying to carry too much speed through them. <clears throat> and you know, I think we lost probably two or three seconds of Sam there where we matched him the first time. So, you know. It's little things, but over three days, everybody has their little niggles and they, they think about things and, and little things go wrong. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure if you said to Sam, you know, he's probably thrown away a bit of time over the weekend too. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> know, oh, listen, it was a fantastic battle and it was a delight to be there to watch it. Uh, it was incredible and say, you know, 
we, we thought we had all the excitement and the drama on Friday and Saturday, and then suddenly, you know, something uh, all throws in. Honestly, I, I've been obviously with with all the years I've worked on the rally. Obviously, sixteen was very dramatic with with the manage finish, you know, and the last stage and everything. But I think in terms of raw drama, that's the Sunday we just had was was probably the biggest, you know. Because yeah. I think if, if you'd have off if you'd have said on, on Saturday night that that'll be the top three, I think a lot of people would have probably laughed at you. <laughs> but um, it just goes to show, I think, um, at that that pace, you know, things people make mistakes. You know, it's we're all only human at the end of the day. So, you know, it, it's um, it's it's tough to to maintain it for two days, let alone three. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's just um, it's pretty difficult. Yeah, and and you mentioned there, like obviously. <laughs> You know, we said it's your second time to compete, but Donegal's nothing new to you. It's 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 a rally that's probably quite close to the heart of the, yeah. the Melvin Evans Motorsport family. Um, you had the a win there with with Gary Jennings' car in, in in 2012, and you've had the three wins with Manus. You know what what does Donegal mean to, to you and to the family? Donegal is a great place, you know, for me. Um, it just feels a bit homely when we go back, you know, because we made so much friends over the years with with people local in the community, like um, even you know on. On the Sunday, I was ringing, you know, people that you know, the weather was obviously a bit of a surprise on Sunday morning and it rained. And, you know, I, I rang some people I got to know through Manus, you know, um, Seamus Doherty. He's, <laughs> I think he's actually in gravel on his way up for Gary at the weekend. But um, he, he sent me a text last week saying, if you need any help, give me a call. And I, I knew that when he was working with Manus, that uh, he would know he knew everybody in the county. So <laughs> if, if you needed to know anything, give him a call. And, uh, yeah, we were, I wanted to know the, the situation with the weather and, and you know, He's always a phone call away from someone that's living in one of the stages, you know. So, so knowing those kind of people, you know, you know, the, those kind of experiences are great, and everybody's so helpful. And uh, yeah, the rally is obviously special for us. We won it four times with customers, so um, it was very nearly five on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice, but uh, no, it's a, it's it's a great place. I mean, it's everybody asks me, um, sort of, what's Donegal like, and that's all you can say is. Just go and look for yourself because you, you can't explain it. There was two or three boys with us working at the, at the weekend that had never been to the event before. And and like they, they all said like nothing could have prepared me for that. <laughs> you know, it was like it's out of this world, you know. Yeah. I know I was I was reading Luke Barry's piece and yeah, uh, Luke was one of them. Yeah. 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 And he did he captured it quite well, I thought. He did, yeah. I mean, you know, he's always said like um um because he'd never been to Rally in Ireland apart from the Ulster and uh he said to me before, like, is it is it that different? Because I mean, I can't imagine it being much bigger. And I was like, I mean, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a different story once you get into Letterkenny in June. It's yeah, it's just an, an unreal atmosphere to be honest. It is, and there was a very touching moment um, <laughs> at the end of the rally when yourself and JJ saw uh, Subaru S12. Mandy, as we as as she's affectionately yeah. known, Manus Kelly's car was sitting at the the hotel just after the Atlantic Drive stage. What was that like to see the car again? And it was all you know, uh, fully kitted out and and yeah. you know in 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 Manus's uh, paint job. Yeah, I mean, it's just that car. I mean, we oh, we had that car for I think nine years. So you know, Dad won a lot in it. To be fair, before Manus took over, you know, in with with the Donny Goldwins and. Uh, yeah, I always say to dad, that's your car, you know, whoever owns it is your car, <laughs> you know, that's, um, and it's what I'll always be remembered for, I think, it's just, it was like, we obviously finished the, we got called into the hotel for a, for a few photos there, and, you know, to see that car there for me was was more special than any of the other ones, because it's just personal, you know? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it was just a lot of great memories. Every time I look at that car in the, in the livery and everything, it's just really good memories. And it kind of made me appreciate kind of what we'd achieved as well. You know, to, to you know, Donegal's the biggest rally in, in Ireland. And then some, some people would argue it's the biggest international rally in Europe outside of, you know, the, the ERC, WRC kind of circus. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, it kind of just made me think, well, you know, we've done all right. <laughs> it's, it, I'm, Pretty, pretty proud of this one. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to, to pull off three back-to-back wins is, is incredible. And yeah. it genuinely is. And, and as you know, that rally can bite back. Yeah, it definitely can. You know, uh, there was a Saturday afternoon in 2016 where we thought Manus had no chance of winning rallies. <laughs> he, was, he was in a field with, you know, losing time. He was a minute off the lead and, and then it turned around, which a lot like happened Sunday, really. A lot changed in a short space of time. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's one... That everyone in Ireland and you know probably anyone who who's quite heavily involved in Irish rallying would would always like to win is Donegal. So you know we've had a good bit of success there over the years, and hopefully we'll have some more to come. Absolutely. So that's Donegal over with. Next round of the Irish Tarmac Championship is the Cork Twenty. What's the plan? Uh, Cork Twenty is the rally I've actually done most in the Tarmac Championship. So um, I've come second the last two times, so we'd like to win, <laughs> but um. To be honest, we'll see. I mean, I felt in Donegal like I drove a lot better. I'd, I'd struggled a bit on a couple of events before we did. I think after the circuit, we just clipped the wheel, did some damage to the car. And after that, I think it just knocked me knocked me off my stride a bit. Um, so I felt just Donegal, we kind of reset. There was, there was kind of, I didn't put too much pressure on myself to get a result because I knew it'd be tough anyway. So we just kind of let the driving come and it was good. So we'll see in Gold 20 now. We, we were leading last year from Callum for a bit and just got edged in the end and we were in a very close race in 2019 with, with Martin McCormick as well. So, and I was on, I was third in 2018. So I'd like to think it's on its way, but it's never that easy to get an international win. So <laughs> we'll see. Okay. And, and one last thing, just, I suppose it's a curiosity thing. Kevin and I have, have, have often talked when we look at the entry list, the number of polos and the number of polos, you know, for the Irish rounds, what is the fascination? Like why for a car that's, you know, no longer factory supported, why is it, you know, achieving what it is? The car's just that, it's, it's good, you know, it's a good package. I mean, Volkswagen, in fairness to them, they put a hell of a lot of work into developing it and the testing and, you know, all the mileage you put in the cars. Um, the other good thing, I think, is that a lot of the, the VW guys were ex-pro drive, which is kind of what pushed us in that direction. And we we, we still have some good contacts, you know, from, they, also, they don't all work there anymore, but... Yeah, the car's just very good. Um, it's well developed before you buy it. It's kind of not one of those where you have to, you know, sort some problems out or some teething issues because they've all been they've all been dealt with before you buy the car kind of thing. That's good. And I think the popularity probably stemmed from what we did last year, mostly with Matt and Oshin. Um, I We had a few good results ourselves, but then when we went to the Ulster with, with the two boys and, you know, you don't need me to tell you what happened. <laughs> uh, it, it raised a lot of interest and we could have sold... We had four cars at the time and we could have sold them twice over within a week, to be honest, all to Ireland. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I, I don't think, you know, don't get me wrong, I, the, the Polo is a great car, but, it, you know, it's still, you look performance-wise, Matt went in a Citroen at the weekend and was, and was fast, you know. Um, so yeah, the, the Polo is a very good good car that I found is easy to drive and everything. I, I can't comment on the Citroen, but there's a lot of strong packages in R5 at the moment. It's just, I think the... The Polo, maybe because of what it did in the UK and Ireland last year, was was probably looked at favourably for this year. Mm. That was a fascinating interview there with Marion. Kevin also caught up with another Polo R5 driver, Gareth McHale. 
So, Gareth, Donegal at the weekend, right from Friday morning, you know, the driver's briefing, the, you know, the energy is already building. It must be special to be back there again. Yeah, definitely, Kevin. Like, um, obviously, it's been a long time since we've been up Donegal and a, and a driver's briefing like that. And it sort of it brings up the memories of uh, what the driver's briefing used to be like in Donegal. They, they really do it to the, to the best of the driver's briefings and a sec- second to none, you know, when you're sitting there in the theatre and you're watching over the old videos and, and the, the clips that they're bringing up on, on the screen there, it really does get the heart pumping and the, and the blood going. And uh, I think I can probably speak for everybody that's there, you know, that it's the right way to start a rally, that's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, um, right into the, you know, the stages on the Friday morning, dump conditions, uh, was a bit of a lottery tire-wise for everybody. How did, how did you fare out? Yeah, it definitely was. Like the stages on Friday, we found that Brian and myself, you know, during the recce, they're, they're very, very tricky stages and uh, difficult as in there's very fast corners and the slow corners and so that the, the, the grip would change sort of with the tarmac and that's there. So um, we had a couple of issues there on Friday there with, this, with, the, with the car and that, but we got them sorted. And I was glad really just to get around on the, on the Friday because um, they could really, really catch you out. And obviously the... Uh, to get back into the, the seat time as well it was, it was a big thing that I wanted to make sure that we got the three days, you know, the, in, in constant uh, competition there, you know, one day after the next because it's so important there because we're, we're just back on the learning curve and, and we're starting really from scratch and, you know, it's probably just our second rally there in the car. So um, we really, really enjoyed it. We we're glad to get over to, to Friday and get into the classic stages then on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, yeah, no, everything went well. What's the call it? The we're starting to get there, sort of baby steps, as I said before, and and our times there. Like we're, I think we're about nearly to go to two and a half to, to maybe three seconds a k down on the Friday, and I think we got that just down to over a second a k on the on by the, the end of the rally, off the fastest time. So I'm happy that we're going in the right direction, and um, it's it's great to get the the competition and to get to as I said the three full days one after the other in Donegal and to get around it. You know that was our main. Um, objective there for the weekend oh, is just okay. to get yeah and like back, you know you talked there about the classic the things you know that's right yeah and you talked there about the classic stages you know you know talk us through sitting at the boat when not uh you know looking up that hill you know does that does that raise the the blood pressure definitely and, and especially sitting there and the knock hard tires and, and it's starting to <laughs> you know you got to raise a bit more, but um, oh, it does. But it's even even any of the stages there. Like you look at Nakala, it's been a long time since we've been over Nakala, and then sort of to go over the top of the mountain, you need to have your lines and have your full commitment be on, and be on top of your game. So, but coming even down through the through the village and that there and down to the tighter sections, it's a classic stage. But they all are, Kevin. You know, yeah. like we're, we're looking at Glen there, we're looking at you know Atlantic Drive, and then even Garton there on Sunday. I never did Garton there before. And uh, it really is, I have to say, it's probably, so I was asked before, sort of what was my favourite stage in, in Donegal, and I always thought Port Lake was, but I definitely want to get another crack at Garten. It's unbelievable. You know, it's it's known as the roller coaster Donegal, and it definitely is. It's, it's a brilliant stage, you know. We've come off the end of it, and you want to just try straight around and go again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was great, and the car went well, and everything went well with the car, and we, we learned a lot, even on the step and the type of our sort of driving and everything, what way to drive the cars, because it is different to, to drive the R5s compared to the WRC cars, 
because to carry so much more speed, you have to be a bit more sort of progressive with the brake. And instead of in the WRC cars, you'd be just jamming, jumping on the brake as late as you can and stuff while like not sort of carrying speed because you have the power to pull you out of the corners. But the, but we've learned an awful lot the weekend and um, it's fantastic. It was brilliant. And I have to say, we've been like, coming off um, Fanet, coming off Fanet, you're heading for Knock Island. If you come off the end of Fanet, you can look down over the beach of Port Salon. And I haven't seen crowds like it and camper vans and cars parked. Like you could see it from the end of Fanet. It's unbelievable, you know. And everywhere that you were, every corner that you're going to, there's just spectators. And, you know, it reminded me probably back to 2006 there at the time, the last time I would have seen sort of spectators like that at a rally and even coming back in with the traffic into Letterkenny. The whole town was at a buzz and everybody out, even the, the locals say outside their houses with kids and they're taking pictures of you driving by in the cars and they all wave and it really was um it's a fantastic weekend and credit to Dunnegall Motor Club. Like the rally's got so so big like yeah and again you know and as you say all them things it all combines just to it takes it makes it even more than a rally it's a festival almost maybe oh 100 percent you know it's the it's the showcase of Irish motorsport and you can see that for the entries that they've got and the quality of entries and the caliber of people that are even from overseas that are coming to do the event, um, you know, to try and have a crack at it there. Even Matt Edwards, I believe, sort of was saying in some of the interviews, you know, that the stage is unbelievable, that um, he's never sort of driven on it before, that, that stages of that quality, which is great. And, uh, you know, even they did a, an article I just read on Dirtfish as well there, you know, they were over with um, young Max McRae and, you mm-hmm. know, because if you're ever thinking of going don't hesitate to have to go like and it's yeah. so true Absolutely. you know the, the whole festival it is it's the best of Irish motorsport and, mm-hmm. and it, uh, it definitely is it's the best of Irish motorsport there at the weekend That's Absolutely. and you know we talk about the festival you know what better way of demonstrating that than the legend event on the Sunday uh, your father was up at it along with all those other legends what a special day unbelievable and we were just we were chatting about it there even afterwards you know and we're sort of saying still the interest that's in even that older sort of generation of cars like you know the people are coming up to the Rastapinna Hotel and they're they're wanting to, to meet the legends and I think it just it goes to show the respect you know that they have for the, the rally and also for the for Donna Kelly as well for to organize that to get the the legends of Irish motorsport you know the best of the best that was ever an Irish rally and all there on one weekend and also then to have Jimmy McRae and Ari Batman coming over. Like they're names that are known worldwide and to come over and to do that, it just shows respect that, that they have for Donna and then for, for the Donegal rally. And it's a credit to himself and everybody there is involved, yourself as well, Kevin, and, you know, to put that together because it wouldn't have been easy done. And uh, even the, the buzz that they wear, like, you know, there's still a lot of fire in them there. They're all out sort of trying it. Running, <laughs> Mark Doyle, I think he had a great time there, and Dad wasn't hanging around, you know, he was pushing it off great and could maybe start firing him again. You never know, he could be out in the old six car maybe by the end of her runs. <laughs> and, like, you know, as well as that, you know, whenever you guys come off the last stage, getting the opportunity to come into the Rossa Pennant was only for a few minutes, but like, you know, it's, it's so hard to comprehend, you know, the buzz, the excitement. The, you know, the list of wonders that was there, yourself and Brian included, you know, it was just, it was magical. Yeah, like, where would you get it? You know, that's the way, like, the whole way back from the 70s, the whole way up then to uh, the Moffats there, the one there, even like Josh there, like this mm-hmm. year, like the, the whole way up, you know, like there's 50 years there yeah. of, of motorsport and they're all there in the one spot. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it's it's not to be... Um, 
to be looked at shyly or anything. I thought came about it that weekend. And then and then to add then to that as well, that it was a fantastic rally up at the top there, you know, that the pace was was unbelievable and so tight, battles the whole way down, you know, from the from the internationals to the nationals and any class down the whole way. You know, there was just close battles and everybody was on the door handles and with the crowds and then the weather. Okay, and it was a bit sort of mixed match, but so that it kept itself dry and you see the buzz around the town and even the traffic going back into Letterkenny, it just made for a fantastic weekend and, and it sort of it spurs you on and it makes you sort of think that this is what it's about, you know, and this is what life is about. If you get the opportunity to go in to do these things, you have to grab it with both hands and, and go and enjoy it. And like we read, myself and Brian really, really enjoyed the weekend and obviously we have a bit of work to do and to get up, but we know that we're only really starting from scratch again. And but if the car is, is great, we're really comfortable in the car and Roland has done a brilliant job on the on the the, uh, the running of the car and that so we sort of we'll keep tipping away and we'll see where we can get absolutely absolutely and what's the plan now next uh, Cork or you haven't lined up before that yeah well, we're going to do the hope to go to do the stone throwers first there temporary uh-huh. and then we'll go to Cork and we'll see after that then um, have to go away on holidays there to bring it to the <laughs> you know so I, I can't just sort of walk away from that but uh, yeah no I have left on holiday so I probably missed the goal with summer rally but we might maybe do come up and maybe look at the harvest later on in the year but uh, yeah no it's all about sea time but definitely the next one then is Stone Tours in Cork after that okay. and uh, but I, I wouldn't mind going rallying again this weekend now <laughs> so Gareth <laughs> Gareth thank you very much for taking the time it's been a pleasure as always not at all Kevin thanks very much Thank you. So fantastic there to hear from Gareth McHale. You know that it's a family name. You know the father. It's yeah. It's just part of Irish rallying through and through. Um, and we, you know speaking of the father, the legends event at the weekend. What can I say? You know, um, boyhood dreams. Uh, I don't know books. Tech, I, I don't even. I'm lost for words here. Um, look, <laughs> what was your thoughts on the legends event? Well, first things first, I, I hear you're a bit of a high roller these days, Kevin. Having dinners with Mr. Ari Vatten and himself is, is quite some acclaim. So I, I'd be putting that on the headstone if I were you when the day comes. <laughs> that's, that, that's it. That's got to be the peak. As good as this podcast is, that's, that, that's the level. <laughs> but no, it, in all seriousness, it was brilliant to have them all here. It obviously was um, 50th anniversary year of, of Donegal. So that's a great reason to celebrate. And it was... I think for me, I was, again, I, I was still watching the, the first stage on Sunday, which obviously wasn't meant to be originally one of the legends route, but it was through unforeseen circumstances that had to be changed. So they came through there and said that I made a point of saying to watch them all because I just wanted to see them. It's one of these things you want to say you saw X driving Y. Um, and <laughs> I have to say the commitment for some of them as well, given the age of the cars and the age of them, some of them as well was, Without proper pace notes, it was quite impressive how quickly they were willing to take the corner that mm-hmm. I was at. Um, but it, no, it was it was brilliant. The, the, the line I was, I'm sure you remind everybody in full, was was incredible. The highlight for me, I'll be honest, was Andrew Nesbitt. Um, maybe that dates me a little bit, but for me, he was just the one. And, and to, to the point where I was in a, a corner shop at the weekend and I saw some Cuisine de France bakery goods and that got me excited. <laughs> and that's the level of, of his power and his liveries. But um, Austin McHale, Salik as well, another highlight. Obviously, Ari in the B&W as well. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. But the, the real emotional one for me was, was Donna Kelly driving Manus' Subaru. That was just beautiful to see. And I have to say, he was going for it as well. <laughs> he was driving that thing like it's meant to be driven. But it was, it was just fantastic to see that. Absolutely. And Connor, your thoughts on it then as well? Kevin, had it even just been 
the cars, you know, the, the M3, the Celica, the John Lands Mark II on their own, but to have the actual drivers in them, you know, Billy in the Porsche 911, um, as Luke said, Mikhail in the, in the Celica, it's just, wow, it's just incredible. And again, you know, to see the look on their faces, um, like they were equally as excited to see Finn's and Bonner, you know, just back on the stages on Atlantic Drive again, you know, where again, years ago, I went and I watched them when they were competing and to see them back, you know, it was just, ah, uh, hair standing in the back of my neck. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you forget that these guys, they're rally fans too. You know, they took great delight and, you know, meeting up with, you know, Jimmy McRae, Ari Vatten and Billy Coleman. They haven't seen these guys for years and they just drop back into a conversation as if they've been speaking to them yesterday. Do you mind the time this happened? Do you remember this happened? You know, uh, like, you know, Jimmy and Ari bantering about, you know, the circuit. Uh, it's like, you're standing there going, oh my God. <laughs> uh, but like, as you say, the cars, like a Porsche 911, a, a Lancer WRC, a Lancer WRC, there's probably only four or five of them left in the world. That, you know, that S12B, whenever it started up, the whole place just, you know, the silence it fell, you know, it's an unmistakable noise. And then, you know, the Escona, the BDAs, uh, you know, or, you know, whoo, <laughs> you're getting shivers even thinking about it, you know. Um, it's just a, an unreal experience. But, like, you know, one man was, was instrumental in making this happen. Yet there was, you know, the motor club was involved in one thing or another. But Donna Kelly, he, you know, he makes dreams into a reality, and we can't downplay that enough at all. really, you know. So, um, yeah. If I think back to you know what last year where, um, he got Vincent back into a rally car, and then we see Vincent driving Atlantic Drive. You know, it's just wow. Yeah. Just absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. You know, fair play to Donna. Like it really was. It was a, a dream come true and a vision that, you know, he he took the idea and 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 made it reality. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, I suppose we I caught up with a few of the guys. You know, I caught up with Cattle Curry, Kevin Flanagan, who was sitting with Ari, at John Lyons, Vincent Bonner, James Cullen, Seamus McGettigan, Andrew Nesbitt, James O'Brien, Austin McHale, uh, Donald Barrett, and then the man himself. Uh, uh, Donna Kelly. So we'll get a few words from them and then sure we'll start wrapping it up then. Castle Curley, we're just here at the Legends 50th anniversary of the Donegal Rally. It's been a fantastic day. It's been a wonderful day. Absolutely fantastic. You know, it's a great situation and a great event for old friends meeting. And uh, when you consider Jimmy McRae and Ari Vatner and Billy Coleman, a lot mentioned myself, you know I'm here anyway, you know, but uh, it's great, you know, it, it's just reminiscent of the, the days gone by, you know. And just the way, you know, you fall into easy conversation, you know, maybe it's 20, 30 years ago since you met some of these guys and just... Uh, well, I was just saying to John, John, my co-driver, it's 47 years from my last drove on a closed road. So I had a wee bit of making up to do, and I don't think they picked the best stage in the world in, uh, what do you call the stage? Garden. Garden. Uh, I don't think we just, I think maybe something a wee bit easier would have maybe <laughs> sufficed, you know, but uh, it is what it is, you know. But at the end of the stage, I, I, I was asked if, uh, what I thought about it, and, and did you enjoy it? I, I said I did. I, I said, in fact, it was actually better than sex. Well, that's nothing to argue with that. No, it? no, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. it would just make you, um, just make you appreciate the car instead of appreciating 
the other end of life, you know. That's it. Yes. Campbell, thank you very much. You're very welcome, my pleasure. Kevin Flanagan, uh, 50th anniversary of Donegal. You're part of the Legends event. It's something else, isn't it? Oh, it's been a fantastic weekend. Start to finish, the evening's crack we had here last night with all those guys, listening to all the stories. Uh, plenty of slagging going on, so it's been good, it's been very good. Yeah, and like, you've had the privilege of sitting with Ari Vatman today. Uh, Must be boyhood, boyhood dreams. I think it's every boyhood's dream, um, and probably lots of girlhoods too. But uh, <laughs> oh, it's been fantastic, it's been really good. The welcome that Ari's received out and about on the stages, and the amount of people that obviously hung on to see all these legends through the stages has been brilliant, really, really good. Uh -huh. And like, you know, that's just. You know, we talk about, you know, the Collins, the uh, Coleman's, you know, these were guys that has took the sport, you know, and put it in a better place to hand on to the next generation. It's great to see that they're all here today to help celebrate this event. Now, there's some really big names here. You know, obviously it's, it's a different era to, to where we are now. And even the Austin McHale, Andrew Ness, but those guys were more prevalent in my time than the likes of Harry and Billy Coleman and the likes. But just seeing those guys here today and standing, having the crack and yarning, and that's been, that's been really, really good. It's great, it's great that they've all come out and supported it. it. Took a lot of effort by an awful lot of people to get it to the stage. This is the first time anything like this has happened. And of course, we're at an event where guys have been given the opportunity to drive safely but quickly. Um, so hopefully, it's, hopefully it'll continue on. Hopefully this will be something that can be repeated in other events throughout the Thank you very much. Cheers, Ken. Thank you. John Lyons, we're here celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Donegal Rally. Um, what a fantastic weekend it's been the rally and this legend event just been has been something else. And it's been absolutely fantastic. I'm privileged and honoured to be here. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Still got the Atl Atlantic Drive stage to do, so I'm looking forward to that because long wheels have been there. And it's just been a lovely, lovely weekend. Now, I was sorry to see the two boys go out this morning because uh, they were having such a ding-dong of a battle, but that's rallying and, you know, you're, you're, you never win it till you're over the line, so uh, uh, that that's, it makes it interesting, I know, but uh, you don't like to see people go out. No. And then, you know, this the Legends event now has been part of this this year. Uh, you've been reunited with your OIJ 323. Yes. That has to be special for you. It was. It was. Honestly, it's very precious. And uh, having, uh, you know, having not, not uh, really, it's 40 years since I was in that car. Uh, it's been a very lucky car for me. I'd won the rally twice. And uh, to be reunited with it, thanks to, thanks to Gary McElhenney and Donna Kelly. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, delighted to drive it today. Can't drive it like I did 40 years ago, I can assure you, but at least, at least I'm getting round yeah. and uh, enjoying be, very much being reunited with it. Absolutely. John, thank you very much. Thank you. Vincent, we're here celebrating the 50th year of the Liverpool International Rally. Uh, a rally has been a huge part of your life. Uh, I'll say you're just delighted to be here today. Uh, there's no words that I can explain, you know, that it's, it's just unbelievable. Realises you get in there to go for a you know, and you know, and I'm in a very good car, you know, it's a historic car, but it's only a brand new car. But the way it goes in the stages, uh, I never, uh, never drove garden in my life, you know, yes. and you would know, swear that it was Callum uh, Devine, the amount of the amount of people that was on that stage, you know, and I mean the juniors and everything had gone through, and there were still thousands and thousands of people there. This just shows you that just they have old cars all the time. You know? yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, you were one of the guys there, you know, the Rally of the Rosses in 1972, uh, and then, you know, and then, sorry, 71, 72, which is compared to the Ross Canal Hotel, which stand outside here today. Like, did you ever imagine 50 years later that the, the, the animal that this rally has become? Oh, no, no, nobody else, you know, 
I remember being over, over there where the cars were lined up, you know, and walking around that day. And one thing that stood out to me was that you know, I was from Pittsburgh, and uh, it was Harry Hamilton that sponsored him. And on the wheel of his car was B-O-Y-D. I, I thought this was, you know, just something terrible. Yeah, and now to come back and look at all this again. Yeah. Special. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. Not at all. Thank you. Seamus McGettigan, we're here at the 50th anniversary of the Donegal Rally. Um, you know, it's a rally that's always been a huge part of your life. Um, delighted to see this such a special event this year. Definitely so, Kevin. I, I remember it was just showing me age. I came in here in 1972, and at this time of the evening, after doing the first international. And uh, that's 50 years ago, so it's great to get back again. Absolutely, absolutely. And this 50th anniversary, this Legends event, has just, you know, it has just been a, like, a, for me, it's been a boyhood dream. I'm safe, even for the likes of yourself, being reunited with some old friends, it's been special. That's unbelievable. And the way that man run it, Donna, over there in fairness, has credit him to run this. That is something extra special. All extra special for us too, to be involved in. And for yourself and Vincent to get back into a car? It has felt powerful good there now in the garden. Uh -huh. I would say it'll look powerful good. Oh, in the video? And the video. And the, the, the drive here now? The drive. Uh -huh. It's our favourite. Yes. Well, Seamus, thank you very much. Well, thanks very much, yeah, Kevin. Good thank you. James Cullen, we're here celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Donegal Rally. Uh, this Rally Legends event. It's something else, isn't it? As you say, something else. Super experience. Guys are all talking about like Christmas coming early. And, and it is for us guys, like it really is to go back out to see the lineup of cars. Been here the last night for the dinner and uh, it's just uh, it's, it's really good like light up the cars and, and you know for the public to come down and, and see the cars in front of you and see them actually live rather than a museum or a photograph or something like that's great. And like you know, the Donegal Rally is like a special place in people's heart, and like it's hard to imagine we're standing here outside the Rose Hotel. Fifty years ago, this event started, and like look what it has become. Aye, it's, it's, it's great. Like it's credit to all the people who put this together. Like you know, they have made our weekend. Hopefully, we've brought back memories to lots of other people. Uh, we're sitting there this morning. Uh, we're talking to she was beginning it beside me. I said, "Do you ever think?" sitting here signing autographs in Ari Battle beside us. We're all brought up with that legend and the Donegal Rally from our early years, like you know. And to see all the people together in the carriage. Christmas is coming early. Aye, we're like kids today, so it's great. Great to be here. I know AP, we still think like a child. Still think it's Christmas. James, thank you very much. Thank you. Andrew Nesbitt, we're here at the 50th anniversary Donegal Rally and this Legends event has really taken on a life of its own today. It's been amazing. Look at the look at the lineup of cars here. Porsches, we've got we've got BMWs, we've everything here. Not to mention the, the Subaru and the, the Mitsubishi. And it's been a great uh, demonstration run for all the young people who haven't seen these cars 25 years ago. Yeah, like you know the salt and the senses, you know, the, the noise, the smell. You know, these new cars, they're, you know, they're fantastic, they're so fast now, but there's something magical about these older cars. Well, you know, there's a lot of technology in them and, uh, you know, when you switch that turbo on and hit the little button at the start line, all of a sudden, 
all of this horsepower arrives at the one time and it's just an amazing feeling uh, taking off the start line. Yeah. And like to meet up with you know the likes of Ari Vatna, you know heroes of yours whenever you were starting out, like this is special this weekend. I have to say they're all heroes of mine, every <laughs> one of them. And uh, you know Cattle Curly, he's 81, mm -hmm. and uh, he's flying, he's flat out today, and he's filling the filling the road, which is great. At 81 years old, mm -hmm. and uh, 50 years ago he did this rally. So for me, I did it on his 25th anniversary, his 30th, and here I am having a look round on the 50th. And you know, I'm playing such an integral role of that as well. And, you know, this man, Mr. Donna Kelly, like you know, what has he done? He's you know. The, the people he has brought together for this event has been something else. It's been amazing and you know the fact that Don is from the county and has been had a lot of success in life himself and uh, to bring everybody together was an amazing feat and he did it and he was the only man that could do it actually and he's brought people from all over the world here. Congratulations to him. Thank you very much. Thank you. James O'Brien, we're here at the Legends Donegal 50th anniversary. It's been a fantastic weekend. Yeah, it has been. Uh, yeah, as a, I suppose as a spectacle, it's been incredible, um, and uh, it's bringing back memories to us, and hopefully brings back a few to the people that are that are watching and spectating. Yeah. So yeah, it's you know for me, I, while I was a, still am a competitor, but was a, was was a competitor at a, at a, at a, at a, at, a, at a level here. Um, me like everybody else i'm just looking at the kahal Curleys, the ari vatnans the, the billy colemans and you know the likes of austin while you competed against them you know we we all remember them uh, in our in our younger days uh, as the people we looked up to and aspired to uh, maybe we won't say well we call it emulate even though it was in the, from the passenger seat but still and like you know as you say the names here and to, to you know, stand here in this field and look around and to see heroes legends friends you could call someone well, that, that's the great part about it you know the, the, sp the sport is very democratic in that way you know uh, you, you can walk up to Ari Vatten and he'll, he'll, he'll speak to you there, there are no prima donnas mm -hmm. James thank you very much you're more than welcome Us McHale we're here celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Donegal rally you know it's a rally that's been a big part of your life for many years uh, good to be back this weekend yeah delighted to be back really Kevin and um, you know, it's been fantastic what the club has done and what Donna has done here for the 50th anniversary. And uh, I think it's great to see all these, like, like the Barry coming from Finland and all the rest of the guys here for the weekend has been excellent. And, uh, you know, it has been an overall, and the rally has been very exciting. Uh, at the top end, of the first 10 cars has been practically nothing between them all weekend. Unfortunately, you've lost two of the top two this morning mm -hmm. in a way, you know, so it probably took a little bit of the limelight off the event, but uh, that's Donegal, like, I mean, you're never finished in Donegal, so it's over, you know, so that's it, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And this Legends event today, uh, you know, reunited with old friends, back in the car again. Yeah, it is, yeah, you know, the Legends have been fairly good, you know, and it is, it's been a demonstration run, really, as such, you know, we're, this car here is a good few wins, I mean, it's a very good car. Where we've got two championships and something like 14 starts and 12 wins and two seconds and that you know it's been very reliable and good you know so uh, it's still not too far off what it was originally and uh, Mark Dyle and the KD cars have rebuilt the car and uh, it was all back together so it's yeah. very good. And, and getting meeting up with old friends again too and yeah, of course, the story is flowing again. With Andrew and here obviously and Billy and Vincent Bonner and you know all them last like, I mean they'd all have been around yeah. earlier and that you know so and of course Carl Corley's the other <laughs> statesman you know so 
Thank you very much. No problem. Thanks. Donald Barr, we're here celebrating the 50th year of the Donegal International Rally. Uh, this Legends event today has been pretty special. Oh, sure, it's amazing, Kevin. It, it, myself and Donald were driving out to Garden there and we were talking about all the cars in front of us from Andrew Toss and right up to Willie Coleman there and John Lyons and, and obviously Harry Latton at the front there. Sure. I used to go down to the crossroads at the front of the house years ago and see all these boys going around, so that was amazing. Uh -huh. And the, you know, the dinner last night, you know, you looked around that room, like, you know, boyhood dream come true, really. Aye, well, as you've been meeting Harry Vatnan, was a boyhood dream come true, so yeah, that no, was great. Sure. And fair play to Donny Kelly, sure, the work time and effort he's put into has been unbelievable. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the Donegal Rally is at 50 years of age. You know, it's an event that holds, you know, memories for you, good and bad, but like today, has been another new chapter for you again today? Well, today was always about uh, a tribute to Manus, really. Kevin, you know, fair play to Donna. Donna went and bought the car and has it up in a museum. And we talked about when we were doing this that, uh, that we'd go out and, as a tribute to Manus, and we did that and, and, uh, and did a proud, I'm sure. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Donna. Thanks, Kevin. Good man. Thank you. So, Donna, we're at the 50th anniversary of the Donegal Rally. This Legends event has been extraordinary. Yeah, it's here. It's great to be part of it. And, uh, I think I've all um, had a good uh, a good buzz and it uh, maybe kind of reassures them and uh, reminds them just how popular they, are, they all are in the sport and uh, the way people hold them in high esteem and uh, yeah, it's just been fabulous. Yeah, you know, saying to James O'Brien, you know, we look around this field, you know, there's legends, there's heroes, you know, but the friendship, the way they just slot back in again as if it was yesterday that they were competing on the stages, it's a, it's a joy to see. Yeah, it's great, you know, and uh, I still think even uh, on a demonstration run there was a little bit of uh, competitive uh, tension there, you know, so, <laughs> but all good banter, you know, good fun, yeah, so uh, it's been great. And the, the line-up of cars has, you know, just been phenomenal, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's great, you know, and uh, now the guys reunited with their, uh, their original cars, you know, as well, it's, it's been fabulous, you know, and yeah, just... Uh, you know, John Lyons back in this car beside us, and uh, Vincent driving a BDA again, and Billy in the Porsche. Now it's just brilliant, you know. Aye, and like the 12B for the, for the spectator to hear the 12B roar through the stage again too. Yeah, it was great, and it was great that uh, you know I got the opportunity to do it with Donald, and obviously mm -hmm. quite emotional for uh, for him to, to go back in the car and the, the stages that he had so much success on with uh, Manus. But yeah, look, yeah, you couldn't uh, not uh, pay a tribute to Manus Kelly. Yeah. And you know, we have to say a special word of thanks to yourself for making this happen. Oh, here, look, it was uh, it was just uh, a concept and an idea, and you know, those guys like uh, Declan McBurty, yourself, uh, Dan Pattern, various other people all rode in behind it and made it happen. And uh, you know, we've been very fortunate to be given cars by the likes of the Mulholland family. You know, Gary McElhenney gave his car, so many others. You know, so you know, there's so many we should thank. Well, thank you very much. Cheers. You know, I talked about earlier about boyhood dreams. Like, I was like the kid in the toy shop there on Sunday, you know, and getting an opportunity to speak to, to guys that I'd seen in the stages of years ago. It was... <laughs> I suppose now we start wrapping up. So, highlights from the weekend. Um, Connor, what was your highlight from the weekend? I hope I'm not stealing Luke's thunder here, but I had to be spending the day on Nakala staying for the two runs just enjoying the atmosphere soaking up the atmosphere in that mountain the crowds that came and went for each of the two runs and uh, just watching the cars coming up through the hairpins oh was just happy out could have stayed all you know another day doing the same thing it was just incredible and we had the weather it was just fantastic uh, look and your thoughts on that yeah i have to say connor it's hard to disagree with that but thankfully i was thinking of something different and 
It's a shout out to Roger Dawson, who I met through Adam Hall, obviously a friend of the podcast. Um, he bought me my first ever Guinness and um, it was good. It was very good. I enjoyed plenty of um, of those in the Mount Arago Hotel, I'll be honest. Probably more than I care to remember when I look at my uh, bank statement, but there we are. <laughs> One of those, but it has to be done. Um, but the, the entire weekend, generally, it's a bit of a cliche answer as well, but just to be there and to still get up and for it to be as good as I've been told, because you, you always, when you, you get told these things, but it's the never meet your heroes analogy, isn't it? Like you really don't want it to let you down. But put it this way: I'm looking at ferries and flights and hotels for next year already. So that that kind of says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. I suppose it's only right. I, you know, to for me, the rally from the get go, you know, I think it's going to operate amongst one of the best ever. You know, the competition on the stage is all, but the highlight had to be something for me. You know, to see the joy in them guys' faces coming off stages, you know, that haven't sat in a rally car, the likes of John Lyons, that hasn't done a rally, uh, you know, Vincent Bonner, to see the, the hunger that's still there, you know, the competition head coming on them, you know, they, they still want to give a good account of themselves. We things like that. And then, you know, just the, the, just the easy manner with them. You know, they are legends but they're human. They're, they're normal. <laughs> I don't know that that makes sense. Just they're 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 just the lovely way they have with people. You know, like Ari, the constant professional. Like he was mobbed every time he came out the door to sign stuff, and it was no bother. He just took his time, went through everybody, and everybody else rushing around trying to get him into a car. Oh no, no, I have to get my photo taken and whatever you know. So, um, but I think we should wrap it up with this. Um. I don't know if everybody has seen this, they probably have, but Andy Walsh at the very end of the very last stage speaking to the legends. Um, I'm not sure Andy needed it tied down or where he was, (laughs) but he seemed to be as high as a kite. (laughs) Um, His enthusiasm was unequaled. And I can't think of any better way of wrapping up this episode than Andy Walsh's commentary from, you know, speaking to these guys. And at the very end, to hear that S12B pull away from the stop line, it's special. So uh, if you'd like to care to listen for an extra few minutes here now at the end, but once again, can you please like, share, subscribe, um, give Luke some abuse. I don't know. Any of them kind of things. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. Take care. Speak soon. And bye. (laughs) Kyle, what do I say to you? What was that experience like? Um, the whole, the whole, the whole day there, unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable, absolutely fantastic. Down to none other than Eamon McGee and Donna, yeah. Donna Kelly. I mean, to get it on and to get the right people there that weren't going to upset the apple cart like what has happened in other places to drive the stages in maybe a competitive manner or in a fun manner. But to behave themselves and not leave any problems for the, yeah. for the, for the rest of the people, you know. The, the, the nine people who were selected were superb, I must say, and I had a most enjoyable day. In actual fact, yeah, someone asked me, did I enjoy it? And I said, actually, it's better than sex. Kyle, <laughs> brilliant. It's a long time since 72, 74, but uh, it's only a long time in digits. Well done. Well, well, it's 50 years, yeah. and you're now interviewing an 81 come 82-year-old, you know, so... Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's, it's only a number. It's only a number. Well done. Thank well you. Well done, Carly. That is fantastic. Unbelievable.
unbelievable, unbelievable. Right, Ari Vatnan. Who would have thought, uh, well, what I would have thought, that I'll be here in Donegal speaking to Ari Vatnan on a Sunday evening. Who will soon be coming around this corner. Ari Vatnan, like, <laughs> folks, life doesn't get much better than this, like, I have to say, I have to say. Winner in what? I think it was, was it 78, John? I think Ari won Donegal? Yeah, I think it was. Um, watch. Um, yeah, I'm delighted that they got a run over here. I see a man here, Adam Hall. Who, Adam, 78 and Ari won. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Actually, going to ask him said. Unbelievable. Look at this. Just take a moment to... Uh... Ari, I'm just... I have no words for it. It was 78. So, so, so do I. Nor do, nor do I. Nor do I. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm, I'm so handsome or why? Why don't you have words? That's class. Because Kevin is so handsome. That's why. Uh, describe that experience to me. No, it really is. Uh, oh, it's just, it's just a, re, it's a resume. Yeah. A lot in my life, obviously. You know, when I'm here. 75 yes. for the first time. Now, nearly 50 years later, still here. Still with the same passion. And still with the same reception as, as if I was here for the first time. That's what life is all about. It's not about cornering. It's about cornering. It's about speed. But it's all about, you know, a person and uh, human contact. And yeah. Donegal, you know, it's, uh, it's when I'm special. here, I, and I, I understand why you are very proud of Donegal. And, you know, a little bit of, little bit of Donegal is also in my heart. From, not from 40 years ago, absolutely tremendous. My son Robin, he's never stopped a rally car before, and we've had a ball. On Father's Day. And Father's Day as well. Yeah, best Father's Day ever. Yeah. Life doesn't get much better than this. You're right, it doesn't. Oh, it just no, doesn't get any better than this. Thank you so, so and much. And a Donegal too. Brilliant. Thank Great. You. Well done. Cheers. Well done. That is just Thank unbelievable. John Lyons, I think John is winner in 81 and 82. Uh, 40 years ago, unbelievable. Vincent Bonner. Vincent, it's an absolute privilege. <laughs> Tell me, how did you enjoy that? That is, that takes you me back to 83. That is class in there. I mean class. Yeah. 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 The crowds, oh. the roads. Oh. The, road may have the roads may have included, uh, have improved a little bit. Crowds are still as enthusiastic. Oh, the stage never changed. It is yeah. class now. One of my favourites. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Well, well done for coming out and for not giving at all, everyone. Not at all. It's a privilege and I hope everybody enjoyed watching it. Oh, we did. We did. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well okay. done. Good man, good man. Good stuff. Um, oh yeah, life doesn't get, much, doesn't get much better than this. The next man coming here, Billy Coleman. What does someone say to this man? Uh, this man, you know, there's so much in Ireland named after. We've got the Billy Coleman Award, which is uh, the Dewey Paddy and Mary Rally Academy has been born. That was the Billy Coleman Award. But a uh, man who's done so much. Done so much. Going to just come over this side now here. Billy, you're going to jump in here for a second. Billy, it's like this. It's 1995. Did a series after winning this. Bruce Springsteen number one and you have to win a Johnny Gold. How does it feel? Uh, sir, it's, it's wonderful to be back.
back here just for the couple of stages even, but uh, you know the roads are as good as ever and it's a yeah. huge thrill and turned uh, out a lovely fine day as well, which always helps. Brilliant. So, yeah, it was nice to be back, nice to the crowds, nice yeah. to the stages. Great, yeah, absolutely. And the big crowds out and you know, no hassle anywhere, so anyway. Probably by my last one, I'd say. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming out and for giving us this, this for this to enjoy. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, thanks for making me a Thank you, and great well to be done. here. Okay. That's unbelievable. James Cullen. Legends, 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 please. How are we doing? See the big smile on behind this helmet here? Unbelievable. That was absolutely class, Andy. Atlantic Drive at its best is classic. Yeah. As Why does it get much better than ah, that? Ah, it does better now. For all boys and girls, this is just superb. Well done. Superb. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Cheers, Thank you very much. Look at that. Nesbitt cheering around the corner. Chasing after Austin McKay. Unbelievable. Austin. You could believe. Close your eyes and think it's 97. <laughs> Nesbitt was cheering behind. Well, Nesbitt was cheering behind. How did you enjoy that? Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's grand to get back again. It's, um, I suppose, really, in a way, it's, it's, it's um, 12, 14 years since uh, I was in a rally car, really, as such, you know. So we're very happy for the run up this weekend, and we're very happy with this. Mark Dial and KD Cars for giving us the car, and uh, the cars ran perfect. We've had no problems, uh, but we've driven it about 7% with respect to the year the car is, and that, you know. So and that's the idea of the whole thing here. So it's gone very well. So hopefully that's done it. And, uh, all the other guys that's involved with them there and obviously they're going to go on motor club and make a successful weekend for them. Don't feel like this, give it up, get back right the wheel again. Uh, as I said down in um, in uh, I might take the focus back out sometime this year, but we we'll wait to see. Yeah, brilliant, awesome. Thank okay. you so right. much. Thank you so, so much. Now, look at this. Look at that. The dead chum in side by side, I tell you. I'm getting weak in the knees here. Getting weak in the knees. Andrew, turn off the car a second because we have to talk. We have to talk. The most successful, the most successful man in uh, Johnny Gaul's 89 stage win, six wins overall. Uh, reeling in the years, how does it feel? It feels absolutely 20 years younger, I can tell you. Uh, James and I were just saying it's been an amazing time since we, we were here in 2006. And here we are and competing again with all the greats of Irish rallying from around the world. It's amazing. Unbelievable. I, I can't express how I feel right now, and it's great to have James back in the seat with me here. That, yeah, lads, listen, I have no worries. Thank you so, so much. Great to see the car. Great to see you. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you, everybody in Donegal. Thank Brilliant. you. Brilliant. And the next man, that leads me on to the next man. That leads me on to, to all the drivers who said there. Well, it's so much time to you. Thanks for making it happen. An unbelievable feeling for you. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's great to be able to do this with uh, Donald, and uh, you know, as a tribute to Manus, and uh, obviously the 50th uh, anniversary, and yes, stuff and dreams. There's a lot of work going on behind the scenes, but to everyone involved, the whole team, I know, because we'll leave someone out, but for everyone involved, on behalf of the whole riding community, thank you so, so much. Yeah, no, it, uh, it's my pleasure. Really enjoyed it, and yeah, so boyhood dreams. Fantastic. I know more words. That's no, I just want to thank Donna for organising it and for being good enough to take out this car in a tribute to Manus and it was a, a pleasure to sit on with him, so thanks Donna. Right, fantastic, well done, well done, well done. What a way to finish, what a way to finish. <laughs> What a way to finish 